This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL, loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers. IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K through 12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. I have personally used IXL with students to support them in math, and I love that it focused on the skills that students needed and could help differentiate learning for them. I was also able to look at the data and use that information to inform my instruction. Do you want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B. That's IXL.com B-E. Welcome to the Teacher Burnout Podcast, where we explore the challenges of burnout for teachers and share practical strategies to support teacher well-being. I'm your host, Barb Flowers. If you're a teacher looking for ways to prevent burnout or an educational leader searching for strategies to support your team, this podcast is for you. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Teacher Burnout Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to address early school year burnout. I've heard a lot of teachers talk about how they're already feeling burnt out and it's the beginning of the school year. And this is hard because there's a lot of time in the school year left. I've seen some teachers leave teaching. And what I want to encourage you is to really work on your burnout before you make a decision like quitting teaching. You don't want to quit your job from a place of burnout. You want to leave teaching when it's right for you and when you know that that is the right decision and what you absolutely want to do. So I want to give you five strategies for dealing with burnout early in the school year. Today, I'm also going to share some affirmations that you can use to reframe your thinking. So let's start by talking about burnout and how we get there. Well, burnout comes from prolonged stress. And when we're feeling stressed day after day and our body never has a chance to get out of the fight or flight mode, we get to a point where we're just burnt out. And when we're burnt out, everything feels hard. We feel emotionally and physically exhausted, and we don't enjoy the things that we once enjoyed, and you probably will find it hard to go to work. So if you're feeling this, then you probably are burnt out. But today, I want to give you five strategies to address burnout early in the school year. So the first strategy is to watch the language you use. So I hear a lot of people say they're burnout after one day, or they describe one day of stress as burnout, or they say, a couple weeks ago, I was burnout. Well, when you tell yourself you're burnout and that really isn't what happens, it puts you in a negative mindset. So I want you to think about all the parents who call and complain that their child is being bullied. And we know bullying is more than one time. It's a repeated behavior. And a lot of times what's reported is one time of a student not being nice to another student. And people call that bullying. And when we report it, we realize that it just was one situation and, you know, we deal with that situation. But burnout is the same, and I look at that term as the same as bullying, that burnout gets talked about just like a stressful day, like a one-time situation is burnout. And that's not the case. It's a repeated stress. It's a repeated behavior. It's prolonged stress. So you're not going to have one day of burnout. If you were burnout a couple weeks ago, you're probably not over it yet because you have to do a lot of work to get out of burnout. So first, I want you to think about the language you're using when you're stressed, when you have a hard day, if it's truly burnout or not. 
reframe and think about the words that you tell yourself. So instead of saying how burnt out you are, reframe that to, it was a hard day, but tomorrow will be better. Or I dealt with a difficult situation today, but I handled it to the best of my ability and I'm ready to move on. So thinking about how we're talking about and using language when we do have hard situations. Also reflecting on how you're feeling, what the stress is, and what's causing it. If you do think you're feeling truly burnt out, I do offer free burnout strategy strategy sessions for teachers. I can also help you determine if it's burnout. But if you reach out to me, we can set up a meeting and we'll create a burnout strategy plan that you can use immediately. So this is completely free. Reach out to me if you're interested in this. My second strategy is to create an action plan. If you find that you are really burnt out, and you know what's causing it, then you need to create an action plan to change it. This way you can move forward in a positive way. Because you cannot get over burnout if you don't do something to change it. So I do want to stress that if you had burnout last school year, and it's early in the school year and you're dealing with burnout, it probably is burnout because it doesn't go away on its own. You need an action plan. And your action plan should include new habits that you need to create to feel less burnout It should also include any boundaries that you need to set because setting boundaries allows you to have time for yourself and your family and not make school your life. As educators, I know we're all very passionate about our work, you know, but our jobs cannot be our lives. We work to live and take care of our families and ourselves. So I know that as teachers, we have a greater purpose. We have a why for, you know, why we're teaching. We love helping kids. But I want you to think about what would you do if you won the lottery? Would you still be working? And if the answer is no, you probably wouldn't be working, then we need to keep that in perspective that we do work to live and take care of our families. And if our job is taking over our lives and we're not having time with our families and for ourselves, then is that really worth it? So we need to make a change there. I want to give an example, though, of changing your habits and setting boundaries. So I have a friend who she actually lived with me for a couple of months and she was a middle school English teacher and she would come home from work and grade papers every day for hours, hours. It was like two to three hours every night, weekends, every night. It didn't matter. Seven days a week, two to three hours grading papers. And she was a wonderful teacher and she was doing it because she wanted to give her students detailed feedback about you know what they wrote in her in their papers and she did a great job of meeting with students going over the feedback but over time she realized that maybe students didn't need as detailed feedback in these big papers um, that she was giving them also you know her and I would have a lot of conversations about how the grading she was doing was not sustainable for her career in education so he she had to create boundaries around you know when she was going to grade papers and she had to create new habits So that's really important because if you're an English teacher, you probably do have to grade papers after school, but every night for two to three hours is not sustainable. So maybe pick one night or Saturday mornings for an hour, whatever it is, but do it in a sustainable way that you're going to be able to keep up with because you should not be taking all that time outside of school to work on work. My third strategy is to build resilience. To recover from burnout, you have to become more resilient. And resilience is your ability to bounce back from hard situations. And in teaching, we know there's always going to be hard situations. Whether you're a brand new teacher or a veteran teacher, there's hard situations. Parents are going to be upset with you. There's going to be challenging behaviors. 
you're going to have difficult colleagues. When you're working with people in general, people are challenging. So you have to have the resilience to not get upset by every situation or even just the ability to recover quickly if something happens. So think about when you're going through a hard season in your life and everything seems more difficult. So if it's, you know, you have little kids at home, you're going through a divorce, a death in the family. If you've worked through one of these seasons, you know that everything at school seems like a bigger deal because you're less resilient. You're dealing with something at home. For me, you know, I went through a divorce as a brand new principal and that was really hard. I felt very, um, a lot less resilient at that time because, you know, I just had a lot of emotional things going on at home. So when I came to work, I wasn't in the best place to handle situations. So making sure that you're able and you have that resilience is huge. Um, Missy McLean, she is someone who spoke in our district about trauma. And I love she gives the analogy of having a backpack. And every time something happens that's hard or traumatic, it's like you're adding something to your backpack. And so the idea is that when your backpack gets full, it's like being burnt out, right? You can't do anything anymore because your backpack is full. So I always think about, is my backpack full? What can I take out of the backpack to be feeling better? And that is the idea of resilience is just taking things out of your backpack, being able to cope because you have the things that can help you with stressful situations. And the things that are going to help you build that resilience and take things out of your backpack are self-care things like exercise, healthy nutrition, sleep, working on your mindset. That Those are the activities that are going to release some of those items in the backpack. I notice when school gets stressful for me, um, or if I'm just even busy, maybe it's not stressful, I'm just really busy and have a lot going on, I sleep more. I think I'm just mentally exhausted, and so I become physically exhausted. I allow myself to sleep more on the weekends, and I think that's really important because it just shows my body needs that to be able to have the resilience that I need throughout the week. Um, I do have a course on building resilience and feeling renewed to help with burnout, so I'll put a link in the course for the course in the show notes. So you can check that out if you're interested. My fourth strategy is to connect with colleagues, friends, and family. So connection is so important to not feeling burnt out, to preventing burnout, to having people to talk to. Hopefully at school you have colleagues that you get along with and can lean on for support. Um, I have been fortunate to always have great colleagues that I've worked with, but I know that's not always the case. And if it's not the case, find other groups you can join. Now with social media, there's so many teacher groups online that you can join and they're very supportive. I'm part of lots of different groups and people will share ideas and, um, you know, put problems into the group and other people with experience will share what they've done. And it's just a great way to bounce ideas off of each other and connect with people who will help you in a way for you to feel supported and connected to others. So that connection is huge for burnout. And then my last strategy for dealing with burnout, especially early in the year, is to have fun. Do things you enjoy that will allow you to relax. Find hobbies that are not related to school. Try a new sport or something you've never done before. But I encourage you to look forward to other things besides school. Some things for me that I've done, I've been in book clubs. I really enjoy that. Um, Just reading books that are fiction books. And, you know, meeting up with friends to discuss them. That's a fun hobby to have. I've also joined running groups or exercise groups. You know, I'm part of the body community and we all check in online. And even that is just a social media type community. But it's 
working out as a hobby for me and I love that. So find something that works for you. And if you're feeling burnout, remember, I do offer free burnout strategy sessions for teachers because you have to find a way to deal with it. Again, I don't want teachers quitting teaching from a place of burnout because, you know, in Ohio, I don't know how it is in other states. If you quit mid-year, they can take your license. Um, So you don't want to quit and leave in a bad place. It's also not great for the kids. I know you have to do what's good for you, but you also just want to be in a place that you can finish the year. So If you want, I'm happy to do those free burnout strategy sessions with you. Um, If you're interested, just reach out to me. They are completely free and we can come up with a plan to help you deal with burnout. So now I want to share affirmations to reframe your thinking and turn your negative thoughts into a positive thought. So I have five affirmations to cope with burnout and stay motivated. So you might just find one or two that you resonate with, but using these Affirmations when you're thinking negatively is a great way to just turn that negative thought into a positive. Sometimes it helps me if I journal them. I write an affirmation each day for myself as I journal in the morning. So those are just some different ways that you can use them. But the first affirmation is, I prioritize self-care, understanding that by nurturing myself, I am better equipped to support and inspire my students. The second one is, I release the need for perfection and embrace the progress I make each day, recognizing that growth is a continuous journey. Number three, I set clear boundaries to protect my well-being and maintain a healthy work-life balance, allowing me to recharge and return to my classroom with renewed energy. Number four, I'm open to seeking support from colleagues, friends, and resources to help me navigate and alleviate burnout. Number five, I deserve balance and fulfillment in my life, both inside and outside the classroom, and I am committed to achieving it. So these affirmations, like I said, write them out in the morning, use them, but really help them to reframe your thinking from negative into positive thinking. And again, if you're interested in one-on-one coaching or just more tips throughout the week, you can find me on Instagram at Barb Flowers Coaching. I do have a one-month coaching package going on, which is great. I don't always have a one-month package, but if you've never done coaching and you're interested in trying it, this would be a perfect way to get started. Um, But in my coaching practice, I focus on reframing your thoughts using the T-cycle. This is what my coach did for me, and it changed my life. And the T-cycle is that your thoughts create your emotions and actions. So this is what we'll be focusing on. It's great practice for really reframing thoughts, thinking more positive And it will change your life when you learn to think using the T-cycle in a positive manner. So if you want to get better at this, I'd love to help. Reach out to me. But thank you for listening to this episode. Share it with a friend if you know anybody who's dealing with burnout. If you find it helpful, leave a review so others can find the podcast as well. I hope you have a great week and stay tuned for next week's episode. want to save time on prep work, increase achievement for all student populations, reliably meet tier one standards, you can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.